Broad Street Bully Podcast. Talking Flyers hockey. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's episode 343 of the Broad Street Bully Podcast. How you doing? It's uh, Drew Papsky along with Jeff, and I am just no Doyle this week. So Doyle is, uh, he's, you know, he's traveling to uh, find his inner self. He backed out of every all of his commitments, so he'll be back next week probably. But Jeff, I'm excited. Yeah, Doyle's doing his, yeah, eat, pray, love year. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with him, but we're back, people, and we are here to discuss, uh, importantly, your first place Philadelphia Flyers. I just said it, and that's real. That's not – I mean, I, I told you guys the whole time, knew the whole time they were going to be great, told you they were going to be this good this year, baby. They're taking all that energy that in Philadelphia right now. We're recording this before the uh, the B Eagles-Cowboys Sunday night matchup, but we just finished watching the Vancouver Canucks lose to the Flyers at home. And also, I spent most of my afternoon watching the Phillies advance the NLCS for the first time in, what, 11 years? 12 years? So – it's pretty. Uh, uh, well, I think I think they said 2010. It's 12 years, yeah. This far, 2010 yeah. when they played against what was it the uh, the Giants? They won the World Maybe. Series. Yeah, it's when they won the World Series that year. When Buster Posey was tearing it up. Yeah, well, the Phillies were real, super exciting to watch, and uh, we got to see two Flyers games this week where the Flyers were able to not play perfect by any means, but able to come away with two wins against the uh, the Devils on the home opener night. If you had your ESPN Plus or your uh, stream, you were watching it. The Flyers were able to win 5-2. And the Flyers came from behind against the Canucks. They trailed 2-0 after the first uh, to eventually uh, tied up at 2-2, then get the go-ahead goal by connecting late at that game. So some things to talk about this week, uh, especially with the Flyers. Uh, since we last spoke to you guys, final rosters were announced. Some moves were made. Some pieces still aren't fully in the lineup yet. But, Jeff, what have you learned so far about this team, this young season that's super – I mean, the Flyers have not played any, by any means a Stanley Cup contender yet – but uh, they're two and zero. Yeah, they look a little more structured. I think what I learned is that uh, our best chance to get Connor Bedard is if John Tortorella gets fired soon. Well, this was one of those things that I think I even said, and we talked about at length when he was hired, saying I don't know if that's the move right now because it's going to make us just good enough to not get a good draft pick. Well, Tortorella, like I, we've talked about this ad nauseum before, but he has a, a very certain system where everyone skates and even when you don't have a team stacked with talent like he did for his years in Columbus um he's still like they're still good and you're seeing like I mean just watching that Canucks game like you watch TK skate it up on on the penalty kill and instead of like trying to thread a pass a lot through the middle or just dump it down ice he held on to it for a couple more seconds bank passed it off the board and brought Lawton in on that breakaway for him to tie the game so I mean like the it looks like and I may, maybe I'm just saying this because it's we haven't watched a Flyers game in how long, but like it looks like the team is better and not panicking as much when the puck's on their stick. Yeah, well, also, how about the fact that Travis Konecki's on the penalty kill and playing well on it? <laughs> yeah, how about, I, mean, that, I mean that too. Well, it goes to show you because the Flyers obviously are still missing. Uh, we're waiting on Atkinson. He's day-to-day. He should be back soon. Uh, Katoria obviously yeah, is out, think, so that's like I don't two. Think they gave us any updates on Atkinson either, so I'm curious to see what's wrong with. Him. They thought he was going to be ready for opening night. He had a family issue too. He's still coming back and uh, his way back. So I mean, I don't know. We're waiting, but he should be back soon. But the fact that him and Katoria are out, other guys got to step up, and uh, also Ristolainen should be coming back eventually soon. So I mean, this whole like the whole lineup, even though we we were talking about how we didn't have that many good players in the lineup as it is, some of the players that are big pieces from last year that came back aren't even there. And Owen Tippett got hurt. 
Uh, he has an upper body injury. He's on the IR, so he'll be out for a little bit. So yeah, uh, only uh, uh, Lixell made his uh, made his uh, debut in the lineup. Tippett's injury. He like went out, and then I think they like they said he was fine, and then like the next day they put him on IR. So they were saying like it looks like the a, a, a concussion may have set in, um, and that's why he's now out with an quote unquote upper body injury. Yeah, so that's that's what uh, we're dealing with now. But the Flyers up and in the lineup, uh, we've seen some things, uh, you know, so far. And you said you've learned that Tortorella's system is working. We've seen, you know, the, the Flyers definitely played a more structured game, and uh, thankfully they still have Carter Hart. Carter Hart got a little bit of flack for that first goal up in the Devils game, but he's been pretty much shut down ever since. Yeah, um, I mean, look, it's it's two games. I don't know how good the Canucks are supposed to be, but I think. Judging by Devils fans on Twitter, they're um, much further along the road to hanging themselves than Flyers fans are. So, no, the Canu- I mean the Canucks test? are like a middle pack team. Like they're not like anyone. They're not breaking out in the top fifteen yeah. in the league. But like, so, like most power rankings test? had them in the twenties, like low twenties or twenty. But from what I was able to watch of these games, because obviously, like, uh, wasn't going to skip the Phillies to watch the Flyers play the Canucks. But uh, what I was able to watch, they look like a team that knows. You know, if the puck's on my stick, I know where to go. And I feel like under Vigneault, it was kind of like scramble, dump it. And that was about it. Well, I think maybe <laughs> Vigneault gave them too much freedom, maybe. I don't know. but Yeah, I, so, I mean, I, there's like, there's those reports where, like, it wasn't that the locker room hated each other. It's that they were too friendly under Vigneault. And, like, nobody held anybody accountable. Well, that's definitely going to change with Tortorella. I mean, he talked about the room being something he was worried about when he took over. He said it out loud on the SiriusXM NHL uh, interview he did, right? Um, and we're seeing this now. Uh, what I, what I, I think is one thing that stuck out to me, what I've learned this week, is that we're first in the division, baby, but uh, <laughs> undefeated. No, but, like, I mean, obviously, it's a 82-game season. I just got to I gotta, I gotta enjoy it while I can. From what I've seen, no, I got to watch yeah, half of this game because after the Phillies, I got to watch. I actually watched the whole Devils game. Uh, you guys all knew I was going to watch it. I acted like I was going to watch it. I cracked. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. I streamed on my computer while I was playing a puzzle game on my Xbox, and I was getting a nice little like hockey and puzzle game night in um, while I'm sitting here wearing my cold diapy. Uh, <laughs> my hip hurts, man. I don't know how Bobby Brink's able to get back to the NHL after his surgeries. Damn, it fucking hurts. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, you're I'm, you're you're an athlete now. So. I'm, I'm recovering. Yeah, I've always been an athlete, Jeff. Can't can't teach this shit. <laughs> Um, but we see it coming together because um, Wade Allison gets a scoring started for the Flyers. And if I could say one thing about Wade Allison, uh, he's still a little undisciplined, obviously, with some of the penalties he's taken. But I love the way this kid plays, and I hope to God he drinks his Ovaltine and drinks his muscle milk and ices and stretches and rehabs every after every game because I love watching this kid play. I know we got a taste of it before, but he has no fear going into the crease, into the blue paint, and he has no fear going to – fighting for room in the slot, those high traffic areas. He's just going down there, and he's effective there. And yeah, I love watching him play. When he's not hurt, he's great. Um, I think we saw that. Now, do we have a big enough sample size to say that he's like a, you know, bottom six forward if he stays healthy? I don't know. But I, from when he's played and not hurt himself, I mean, you're, you're like, wow, this, uh, this kid shows flashes of brilliance. Yeah, between like watching him and seeing Morgan Frost score two goals, he's getting more opportunities finally. He's playing in a more of a structure. I mean, Morgan Frost, your third line center, and then um, how about uh, biggest biggest uh, 
a surprise for me. Even Tortorella said it out of camp, which when we were talking, we didn't get a chance to talk about it because the rosters weren't finalized. Noah Cates, dude, we got both Cates brothers up there right now. Uh, yeah. But Noah Cates uh, getting second line center minutes and also looking uh, effective in a 200 foot game. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have, didn't have um, many expectations for like Cates and Hodgson and all those guys. So it's nice to see that they are contributing um, in a way that is positive. And Farabee's back. He hasn't, he hasn't scored yet, but you know it's going to come. Um, Tony D'Angelo gets his first the flyer on the power play. The Flyers in the second period of this game versus the Canucks. Uh, they were down 2 nothing, and, like, you know, a couple breakdowns here and there. It just didn't look good in the first period, and you definitely felt that there was a time period uh, that, like, oh, boy, here we go, 2 nothing. And after the last couple seasons, I was like, I don't, I'm checking back and forth during the Phillies game going, I don't know if they're going to be able to come back. Um, I turn on the game uh, after a commercial break with the Phillies, and then I see they go up by one. D'Angelo gets a nice wrist shot in the power play to get it through traffic, um, gets the Flyers on the board. And then right at the end of the period, I actually saw this live when I jumped on. You brought it up earlier. Konechny's awesome bank pass to Lawton for the uh, shorthanded breakaways. The Flyers did everything on special teams, two things, two areas they struggled at mightily last year uh, to get on the board, and then connecting with the go-ahead goal. Konechny has three goals already. He's been a slow starter um, for the last, what, three years here? Been waiting for this Original to happen. slow starter, yeah. And, like, so maybe, just maybe this new system, this with this new attitude, whatever, I don't know, man. I saw the Flyers jumping in scrums in both of these games uh, going at each other. Also, Nick Deloria got a fight going right before connecting his goal. Did that have something to do with it? I don't know. But they seem to be playing more for each other and definitely, like you said, the structure, which we haven't seen because last year was an absolute shit show, and uh, I hope I never see that again. Um, yeah, to the I mean, point that turned me, it turned me off so much. I mean, you've heard of me complain, but I knew the whole time, guys. I was just, I was playing a character. <laughs> duh. I'm not a front yeah, runner. Course. Nothing we say on here is meant to be fact. Yeah. Well, no, actually, yeah, it is. Don't don't. Maybe what Jeff says, but not not <laughs> me. But uh, Zach McEwen's down went down the Lehigh too. That also happened last week in between our episode coming out and this one coming out. Um, yeah. And Samuel Erson is the, is a starting is a backup goalie. Um, so you're looking for him to get a start soon. Um, but yeah, and also Nick Sealers in your opening lineup, or it was in your lineup this week, and then also Igor Zamula got to stay. Uh, Angelo and Perovarov holding down that top pair, and then Sandheim and Braun playing second pair while we wait for Aristolainen to come back. So Aristolainen comes back, I'm hoping Sealer gets the seventh defenseman job and let Zamula and Braun stay. That was That's what I would yeah. think would happen. I mean, people are probably going to be upset, but like Tony D'Angelo looked pretty good with Provorov so far. Apparently, yeah. D'Angelo and Ellis got booed on opening night during player introductions when they introduced the uh, roster. I saw the video of Ellis getting lit up, and I I think it was Jamie from Flyers Nitty Gritty was like, "It's not fair to him." And a lot of the I, the replies were like, you know, every there was a couple that were like, "Fuck him, he dick," and then some were like, "It's not that we're mad that he's hurt. It's like we're mad that like he didn't like." he was mum about it for a full season. Right. And then like, he didn't make any indication that like he was going to be ready to play. And then everybody thought he was, but then he wasn't. And then if you like Chuck Fletcher, if you believe that like he waited on Ryan Ellis, then he missed out on some opportunities in the summer. And like, that's why we booed him because he was, he's not, he wasn't transparent with, I feel like the dude wants to play though. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't have booed him. Well, if you believe the rumors, he wants to play so he can raise his value and then be traded. Yeah, well, 
I, I don't know, man. It, it is it, it is what it is with that. Uh, the D'Angelo thing, I don't get either. I mean, like, he's looked pretty good so far. I mean, he got he had a pretty bad uh, couple bad plays in front of the net today. But overall, like, he got the he's helping the Flyers power play out, and him and Provorov seem to be getting along uh, swimmingly. So, whatever. People don't people don't like his um, Twitter antics. Yeah, but that was also in the past and has done anything lately. <laughs> well, yes, but don't you know that? Uh, I know, I know. Doesn't matter. But like, <laughs> there are professional athletes that have like committed actual crimes that still get to play, and people let that go. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just who cares? Whatever. Yeah, I just I want know. the guy to play He's... well. But now that the Flyers are two and zero and won't lose a game the rest of the year, we're going to go undefeated and go to the Cup. We don't need to worry about getting uh, Bedard, right? I mean, I will say a lot of those Twitter warriors that said they were never coming back to watch the uh, watch the team play packed the building on opening night from the pictures I saw. Yeah, it was. It didn't look very packed today. It's because the uh, Phillies are playing right next door. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, if you're gonna you're gonna pick game two of an 82 game season or the NLDS, where the Phillies could clinch and beat the world's the last year's World Series champions. It's like, yeah, just come on. It's what is a, obvious. What a hell of a Philly sports weekend! Now, I swear to God, if the Eagles lose to the Cowboys Sunday football, it's going to spoil a little bit for me. I mean, the Philly, uh, their first two games at home this week, and then having the Eagles come to play the Cowboys to really show if the Cowboys are for real or not. Um, and if also if the Eagles are for real or not, should be a great game. So obviously it's already, when this comes out, that already happened, but I just, what a great weekend in Philly sports, even the, and the flyers, I mean, even the flyer stuff doesn't even matter right now, but it's good to see an improvement, which we knew was coming. Um, but I don't know, whatever. So far, I haven't thrown my remote at the TV for the flyers. Last Flyers, year, I, mean, I would have thrown my remote at the TV if I just stopped watching. So <laughs> They could have been worse than last year, but odds are they, they weren't going to be worse, right? And now like you're seeing um, the fruits of Tortorella really being like, that's it. Like everybody, everybody is nobody. I'm really enjoying that he didn't, he's only given Scott Lawton an A, which I find amazing. Um, and then took the A away from everybody else and then was basically like, you're going to earn it. I love that. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to yeah. just, let, oh, I'm supposed to make someone a captain because why? I was told I had to. Yeah, I like, I'm really, like, I. so, you know, I think then the Canadians did it. They skipped on having a captain, but they had, like, four assistant captains. And, like, Tortorella's not even doing that. He's like, Scott Lawton, you're the only person who gets an eight right now because you're the only person that deserves it. Anybody else can have one as long as they earn it. And that's it. Like, you're that's <laughs> that's pretty badass. And it shows you who's going to really step up and apparently Scott Lawton has become the locker room leader guy. Well, that's cool. I mean, I'm hoping Kevin Hayes and, like, when Couturier is back and step into those roles as well. I love those guys. Um, but that's good. And I think Provorov also is in the running for that as well to get an A. But, I mean, people put such a big – in hockey, it's one of those things where they put such a big onus on it. Like, in football, there was always captains, but it wasn't until, like, what, 10 years ago the NFL started letting them put C's on jerseys, which mm-hmm. I always thought was kind of so, funny. Yeah. I mean, it, like, I mean, it's kind of like a moot point of that. Like, I'm gonna put a C on a football jersey. Okay, usually the cap. I mean, it's a little different. Usually a captain for like special teams, defense captain, like offensive right. captain, whatever. It's but because yeah, I mean, I mean, those captain roles are different too. It's because they can't only the captains talk to the officiating crew in football. Uh, I I believe so. Like, yeah, Doran calls, but also um, and they also can wear headsets, or is that only that's that that's special defensive play call or an offensive play call or helmets? But I think yeah. I think it's also just in general for like the coin toss and just like I don't know. It's more of like a leadership thing i don't it's not as official when hockey same deal the captain or alternate captain will skate over to the ref when they're breaking up like a all right let's break up down we had like you know three scrums here which players are getting what what's the penalties going to be 
who's going to instigate her and will the home team boo? Yep. About it. But uh, the Flyers, so the Flyers are off for a couple days here. They have a road trip coming up. They're going to be traveling to uh, a little bit of a gauntlet here. On Tuesday, they're going to go uh, at 7 p.m. puck drop in Tampa to play the Lightning to uh, see if they how they hold up against the back-to-back champs. Um, sorry, former back-to-back champs, not Colorado yes. one. Uh, but don't don't discount that Tampa's still dangerous as ever. And on Wednesday, they're playing another uh, good team. They're going to go travel right in the same state to play the Florida Panthers. This time without Claude Giroux for a 7.30 start. And then Saturday, the Flyers will finish their road trip by traveling to Nashville for an 8 p.m. start to play the Predators. And then Sunday night against the Sharks, they'll be back home. And our podcast will probably be recorded sometime before that. So we probably won't have that one included. But we'll have that week of hockey to break down for you. And uh, we'll have to see how the Flyers hold up against some good teams. So they've had some good efforts so far. They came back against the Canucks. They're not winning them all pretty, but they're winning. They're 2-0, and a win is a win, and two points is two points. What do we need to see moving forward this week, Jeff? Do you think it's really going to help uh, get these? Uh, I mean, I mean, get get the team ready to play uh, against like, good teams. Like, what do we need to see in order to like feel good about where they're going this season? Or are we just upset they're going to win? We just want them to lose and get Bedard because <laughs> I mean, like the top. Apparently, the top five picks this year are supposed to be like pretty good talents, yeah, even outside think, Bedard. Yeah, like it's it's way better than last year's draft. I mean, I don't. It's promising, right? That they. They beat the they came, they came back to beat the Canucks. They fell down two nothing. Carter Hart gave up some fluky goals. He'd probably want back, but like then the team rebounded. So like that's good. They didn't crumble. I mean, we saw that a lot last season, right? Where it was just the the air was sucked out of the team, and then they were just kind of going through the motions until the game ended. So I think that's good. Um, I guess when they start playing better teams, to see how like if the system still holds up when they're getting. Um, a little more pressure put on them, right? Yeah, or if they're down in the game a lot more, like maybe three nothing against a team, can they have the strength to fight back in that, or can they keep it close so they can play against these teams? And I'm like, I, I thought that was going to happen this year. I think a lot of these games they're going to lose this year aren't going to be like those huge blowouts we saw the last two years. It'll yeah, be I mean, it'll probably. be a lot, it'll probably be a lot closer, like three two, two one, two nothing. You know, a lot more closely contested matches, at least on the scoreboard, as opposed to what we saw couple times the last couple of years which drove me goddamn insane <laughs> but I, i'm just gonna if they can i'm not expecting anything but if they play like structured hockey and you start to see like the because i mean last year was just sloppy all around right it just wasn't great and then they fired um like the vignot to him being fired to whatever until they hired tortorella was just kind of like they were <laughs> It's like for Billy Madsen. It's just floating through life like useless sacks of crap. Yeah, just they're just treading water. They didn't really have anything yeah. going for them. I just so like least, the fact that our roster is full of so many like young guys that really ha- some of them haven't even got their due. Like, you have both Cates brothers in the lineup. You got Morgan Frost. You're hoping to take the next step. Um, the established guys in this roster right now are like Lawton, Hayes, Konechny, and Farabee, and JVR as far as the forwards go. So like the forward group, there's a lot of young and, like, not exactly star-studded talent that's, like, still getting it together, though, which is interesting. Um, when Atkinson is able to return and Couturier hopefully comes back at some point this season, or maybe they shut him down for the rest of the year, I don't know, but just having, like, Atkinson back, just that bolsters that, that top nine so much. But, I mean, this is what they needed to do, right? Because they don't, like, they don't have... The draft isn't going to fix their problems immediately unless they get Connor Bedard, right? Mm-hmm. Most likely, 
So like they need to see now like all the prospects that they were like, boom, our farm system rules. Like we have this cool guy named Travis Sanheim. We have, you know, connect me and like all those guys are on the team now. And it's, it's like the flyers are like, oh crap. We don't know. Like we don't have any big names on the phantoms. So now we have to see who's actually good. And it looks like they're going to find out uh, more through need and necessity than the one, like having the luxury of, of slotting them in. But uh, I think it works either way. Cause if you see like if Kate's, if the Cates brothers keep playing like this, um, then maybe you found like bottom line players. And I also like the Tortorella was like a uh, Hodgson had a bad game. He's, you know, he needs to figure it out on the phantoms and then sent him down. Yeah. Whereas Hodgson you after. didn't really get that um, from some previous coaches who were like, I'm just going to let them continue being bad for uh, as long as they want to be bad. Well, especially because they're young. You know, they get like a lot less of a uh, rope. But we we saw uh, Dave Haxtall do that, and he got yelled at all the time by Flyers Flyers fans for <laughs> not being so lenient with the young guys. Yeah, I just I think Tortorella's system is just better in general. Plus, yeah. he's also I mean I, he's been around. He's he has a Stanley Cup, right? Did he win a Stanley Cup with uh, Tampa Bay when it, they beat the Flyers? Tortorella? He, yeah, yeah. So like he has the pedigree there. I feel like Hackstall probably suffered from like coming from college and being like, you're going to listen to me. And they're all like, we're grown men. You go fuck yourself. <laughs> like we're, we're not children. Like we're, you know, you didn't get to hand pick us to so shut up. Yeah. I just, it's, it's nice to see that. And I mean, the Phantoms still have like, you know, Cam York on the team getting some more time um, and everything else. Got Wyatt Wiley, great name uh, playing down there. And also uh, got, still got, Isaac Radcliffe's still down there playing. I was looking at some of what was going on with the Phantoms. So the Phantoms still have, like, they're still doing their thing, and there's still some guys there that are going to help out. But um, I want to talk about this for a second. Um, Zach McEwen's on the Phantoms right now. Yes. He went to arbitration, correct? Am I, am I remembering that right? I don't, really, uh, I don't know if he actually went to arbitration or he elected to file, and then they Oh, that's what they said. But regardless, yeah, they were. So Zach McEwen could have went anywhere. He was an RFA. Stayed yes. here. Sorry, not could have went anywhere. He was an RFA, so obviously there was a little bit. He there was a little bit of uh, li, uh, there wasn't much leeway there for him going anywhere. But the fact is, he signs here. We have Nick Delorier. It's a we have a training camp battle for a spot. He loses out, and it's like, why do we sign Delorier? And I, I still don't get why we signed both of them. I'm sure people want to talk about this all year, but I mean, it doesn't really make sense. I feel like everybody. I think it was Charlie who said, like, Zach McEwen passes the eye test, but his underlying statistics are abysmal. Like, when he's on the ice, the Flyers are noticeably worse. Okay. I guess, so I, guess that, I'll, I guess I'll believe that. Take that for what you will, uh, but apparently, like, it's just uh, McEwen's, like, play-driving numbers and, like, his defense. He's, like, like a complete defensive liability. Like, he gets torched. I think oh. people just like him because he hits and brings energy. So... Yeah, well, I mean, so far so good from Nick Delorier, but still that that one point seven five million price tag. I mean, I guess they had the option to pay to pay him that, considering they have so many AHL tweeners filling in. So, is there so many Flyers forwards right now that are twenty like twenty five or younger playing? I mean, the Flyers are salary cap strapped, uh, and they don't even have like any big names, so that's cool. Yeah, and Justin Braun's the only defenseman over the age of thirty on the Flyers roster right now. Interesting. Everyone else is, is actually interesting. Everyone else is pretty young. So I mean, if only they were better players. That the age is good, but you know, 
I think you'll see a bounce back from Provorov at least. No, I mean, Pro, no, like they, they look all right. Yeah, knowing what we know now, Provorov was probably unhappy with the team because nobody was taking shit seriously. He was playing with like a separated shoulder a couple of years ago in the playoffs. Remember that? Yeah, I, I just feel like everybody got on him last year saying like he hated it here. And now you find out that like the locker room was buddy buddy and nobody was being held responsible. And Provorov looks like he's the kind of guy who's like, uh, oh, yeah, I went to the gym. And then when I was done, I went to the gym again. You know? Yeah, well, we knew he was a hard worker and everything, but there were so many rumors last year that he wanted out of Philadelphia and him, him or Konechny would get traded. And it's crazy to think. Like, I mean, when, he he very may have well have wanted out. And then when Tortorella showed up, he was like, all right, everybody, like, you're all you're all zeros now and you're going to earn your spots. And Provorov is like, oh, cool. Like, uh, we're going to have a coach that rewards people for trying instead of just letting you float. Uh, so, you know. It's possible. I think that's the narrative I'm going to push this year. Doyle, thoughts? <laughs> I think that's the narrative I'm going to push, is that Provorov uh, was just annoyed that nobody was held responsible. So you guys even trying anymore? What are we doing? Yeah, I mean, the guy plays 30 minutes a night, so I guess the least you could do is just to go out there and let him think that you're putting forth your best effort. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, regardless, though, uh, I think it's time. We, we haven't done this in a while because this hasn't been... Hasn't... There hasn't been um, a reason to do this in a long time, so I'm going to let our good friend Lauren Hart take it away. Hey, Flyers fans, this is Lauren, and you're about to find out who the Lauren Hart Wave of the Week is. That's right, people. That time, that if you, for those of you who don't remember this or maybe are newer listeners and don't even know we did this, when we give a, a Lauren Hart Wave, uh, number one national anthem uh, singer in the NHL, Lauren Hart, um, to give a nice wave from her with her angelic vibrato voice to some Flyers player, coach, whomever deserves some uh, praise. So, Jeff, I want to pass it to you first since Doyle's not here. Who's your Lauren Hart Wave of the Week go go to? That vibrato on her voice uh, kills me every time. (laughs) From the limited action I saw, I will give it to the only man who was granted a letter, uh, and that is Scott Lawton. Scotty Lawton. The big A. Yeah, I like... Look, I mean, like, we saw it, right? Scott Lawton, he revitalized his career when he retooled his whole game and realized what he had to do to be successful. And now, apparently, I mean, he might not be the best player, but it looks like he's one of the only people that Tortorella trusts right now to be a leader in the locker room. So I think that's... uh, It says a lot that he's the only person on the team with a letter. So I I think um, Scott Lawton is, is thriving in his new environment. Got you love to see it, and everyone was like talking about him being a dark horse to be a captain. So maybe, just maybe, or maybe we don't have any captains this year because it's a young team. It's also possible. You never know. Um, and Drew, what about your Lord Hart Wave of the Week? Thank you, Drew. I'm going to go with uh, Carter Hart. Although he's had a little bit of rough spots here and there, uh, he's definitely um, is seeing the puck a lot better and is able to be a more effective goalie because the team in front of him is better. He's been a lot. I even heard uh, the national pundits during the ESPN Plus broadcast on about how his numbers and save percentages weren't that good the last couple of seasons. But I don't think people realize how much dog shit he had to look through every time the puck got shot at him last year, the last two years, yeah, really. Well, yeah, and also like Elaine Vigneault's entire system was like the goalie had to be perfect, pretty much. Yeah, well, and, it worked uh, when you had Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, it worked when you had Henrik Lundqvist. Or and it worked Luongo. when you had a decent, 
like that that Rangers defense with like healthy and healthy and young Mark Stahl and like Joe Girardi, not Joe Girardi, that's the failed Phillies coach. Um, yeah, so like they were good. They like they they block shots. They won games, but like the Flyers just weren't structured. And then at some point, they just kind of gave up listening to them, and uh, you know, the rest is uh, history, as they say. Yeah. So that uh so i just gotta give carter hart a good shout out there and he deserves some kudos hope he keeps doing what he's doing i imagine uh he will split those starts with a um with the tampa and the florida i imagine that ursum will get one of those starts for the back-to-backs i'm not sure which one they'll get but if i had to guess maybe they give carter hart the tampa one give ursum florida but uh, i don't know we'll see yeah i don't i i'm still not entirely sold on this team, but uh, after watching two games, at least there is a system in place now. So that is, it's progress, cool, baby. And yeah, the Phillies are going to than... NLCS. We're going to Cali. I mean, especially like after last year when they traded Giroux, you just like the last twenty games were like, yeah, whatever. Who the fuck cares? It just deflated so... it. <laughs> yeah. So at least maybe uh, Torts will will. Bring back the jam everyone loves so much, yeah? Oh, yeah, sure. Love, love an American coach saying things like jam and cursing. That's what we love. <laughs> now we have a Tortorelli, another, two, another winning uh, American coach. Um, but, guys, don't forget, if you want to do a little bit of shopping for some Phillies or Eagles gear coming up, or even some Flyers gear or Sixers gear, the Sixers are starting soon. They're supposed to be good. Uh, you can go to phillygoat.com and use promo code BULLY for 10% off your entire order. And that economy, that's good. That's better than inflation, baby. That's promo code BULLY at checkout at phillygoat.com to get your Philly sports apparel and all the other kinds of stuff that you might love to see. And uh, the Flyers will have their hands full going on this little trip down to Florida and hitting up Nashville before coming back home next Sunday. But we'll see uh, what they can do. Hopefully Cam Atkinson gets back in the lineup soon. It's in the Erasmus Vista line in it. And hopefully they can keep uh, playing effective hockey and keep improving at the, the areas they need to. They have some time for practice this week, which is good. To get some skates in in between the games. But I don't know, man. We'll have to see what happens. I think Tampa will be, be a good test of, of where the team's at. Because, like, you know, I don't think anybody's expecting them to win. But we'll see if they crumble. Uh, when they face a high-pressure offensive team. Yeah, how they're able to stand up against them and actually skate and see if those skating legs on it, also in the back-to-backs too, we'll see if those skating legs are there yet, which in Tortorella's system you need, and he's been pushing that at camp, but still it might take a little while to get there. But uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, and then we'll be back here next week with Doyle and everything else. And also, don't forget to follow us on social media. And also give me a follow at Drew Papsky on social media. I've been posting some stand-up clips there lately. I want to get people, more people on my Instagram trying to build that up. So at Drew Papsky, go check it out. Read the episode outline and spell my name if you need to. P-A-B-H-S-K-Y. Do it. Just pay for uh, followers like uh, yeah, I'll, everyone else does. I'm going to make a Patreon and post pictures of my nipples. should be fun. Oh, yeah. Here's a nice armpit shot for anybody who subscribes. Yeah, and they're like, why did I pay money for this? It's like, I don't know. Why did you? I don't know why if you I did squint, that. it looks like my butt. Yeah, well, hopefully not. No tattoos on that, that part of me. <laughs> but I'm going to go ice my hip more and go be an old man. And Put on enjoy. your diapy? Put on my diapy, baby. Dude, this cold therapy machine rules. I love it. It just gets, it's like it's a chemical solution in this machine. It gets cold and it runs up to the area. And then after 30 minutes, it drains. And then, like, after 30 more minutes, it turns back on. So you can sit there and watch, like, a whole Netflix, like, binge watch sesh, not move, and not ever, like, have to worry about ice dripping on you or replacing it. Ah, look at you. Genius. How long do you have to wear this uh, cold diaper for? I mean, I have it for, like, a month. So. Oh, nice. I already so you got to give it back? You don't have to keep it? No, I have to give it back, unfortunately. The machine's expensive. 
Yeah, that makes sense. All the but, uh, stuff I'm, going, I'm doing physical therapy now. I'm getting back after it. I'll be off crutches soon, baby. The Papsky's back. The world's your oyster. You definitely pick the best month. Dude, are you kidding me? I have all these fucking losers are telling me, like, oh, I can't watch the Phillies. I'm at work. I'm like, ha ha, sucker. Yeah, you definitely picked the best month to have your ball shaped for sure. Yeah, I celebrated my birthday. Got to have a couple beers by myself while I was watching the Flyers. (laughs) It's great. There I was drinking alone. It was amazing. I only had two beers. It's fine, you know. (laughs) It is what it is. There's nothing wrong with drinking alone. After moving in down the street from a brewery, I'm finding out that. it's just nice to go to the bar, have a beer, and then come home. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm trying not to be a fat waste of life like I was during COVID. I was just drinking all the time. But I'm tell you what, this whole month off with all this playoff baseball and yeah. <laughs> football, it's very yeah, hard. It's but I've been, I've been, I've been doing well. Laid off the Percocets. I'm doing, I'm doing all right. No, no, no explanation for uh, Pandy. People did what they did to get by. Fucking locked inside your house for a year and a half. Up and then the Flyers got locked inside a bubble and made Matt Eskinen retire. Kills me every time. But I digress. This all really started because Matt Eskinen's the worst, I think. Yeah, this was all. This was it, guys. But anyway, guys, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, you know, go go Phillies, go Flyers, go Birds, and go Sixers starting soon. And we'll catch you. Uh, we'll catch you next week. This has been the Broad Street Bully Podcast with your hosts Drew Papsky. Jeff and Doyle. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Check out BroadStreetBully.net for the latest episodes and daily content about the Philadelphia Flyers. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the BSB Podcast. Yeah, da, 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 da.